Welcome to Hot to Trot. I'm Ashley Eisenbiel. And I'm Donnell Mock. And we are here to give you the ins and outs of horse racing in Pennsylvania. And this is not your normal horse racing podcast. No, it's not. We bring you behind the scenes, some special insights. We put you in the hot seat with our guests. And, you know, we are even letting our fans and listeners tell us who you want to see in the hot seat, who you want to see be a guest and what questions to ask. So make sure to follow us on our social media platforms. We're on all of them at Penn Horse Racing and DM us who you want to see on our show and what questions you want to be asked. Yeah, we're open for suggestion. Well, today we have a really special guest here. Um, not just one, but two. We have the big dogs of harness racing. We have Ron Burke and Mark Weaver coming on. Yeah, I'm sure their names you've heard before. We're really excited to have them. You know, Ronnie is over 11,000 wins, Hall of Fame trainer, Mark Weaver, one of the biggest owners in harness racing. Both great guys. We're so excited to hear from them today. And then also in our Racing for Love segment, we have Erin McCullen Connors, a trainer at Penn National, and her husband, John Connors. They're newlyweds, so I cannot wait to hear about like the honeymoon year they've had so far. Yeah, Racing for Love is always a fun segment. We love to hear from our couples and how it is to work together, live together. It's a fun dynamic that we can't wait to hear from today. Exactly. So hope you enjoy and we'll see you soon. Well, again, thank you guys so much for being here today and taking time out of your busy schedules to be on our podcast. Yeah, we're so excited to have you guys on. So let's go ahead and get started with who wants to tell us kind of how you guys got started together, the story of how you guys started this huge empire? I mean, basically, it was me and you sitting together in the two-minute club upstairs because you had kids and I didn't want to hear other people talk. And basically, we started talking and then... You know, we had another trainer, and but we ended up getting horses in New Jersey together. Yeah, we, we had a lot of similarities. Um, he was always borrowing $20 off people, so I, I was loaning money every week. And uh, <laughs> no, nah, uh, we did. We just, we vacationed in a lot of the same spots. Our kids were the oh, same. I forgot age. that, too. Yeah, we both were big fans of Charleston, okay. South Carolina. And that's how one of the times you said you were going vacation. And I said, oh, yeah. I am, too. And you said... I'm going to Charleston. I said, ha-ha, very funny. You're like, yeah. no, I'm serious. And yeah. so we then we hooked up and hung out down there. That's right. Yeah. So we just kind of started there and just kind of, we were both looking to grow a little bit outside of the meadows and just kind of took off from there. And that's been, sheesh, it's been, I think, 20 years. It'll be, that's uh, right. I knew it was more than 15, but like I lose track now anymore. Yeah, I think it was 2004. So it's yeah. almost 20. So, it was lemon pepper. I know that. The horse was lemon yeah. pepper. Yeah. So you started out in Jersey together. How did you guys decide to keep growing and get more and more horses? I mean, how many horses do you own now, Weaver? Um, Probably around 400, maybe 415, 420 after the yearling sales. Um, it's a constant, it just, it's a steady growth, but uh, I think we're about peaked out. Um, although I would have said the same thing five or six years ago, but um, I would guess we have probably around 400, but that includes broodmares and yearlings and winglings. We've yeah, gotten it, a lot it, more into the, the breeding game. It's over 400 because I know we have that many, and we I don't think we have a horse that we don't own with you now. Like we used yeah, to have one own. mare hip huggers and her babies, but they're all gone, so I don't believe we have a horse now that we don't own, that we own that you don't own. 
Yeah, all of our Burke Racing and Weber Shemi own the same. And then Ronnie probably trains another, I would guess, 30 to 35 for. At the most. Yeah. I, I keep track of them. I'm kind of protective of them. But uh, most of them are, are elite type horses that, uh, um, you know, that, that I think it's great for him to get the opportunity to train horses like Atlanta or it's academic or uh, Rayleigh something, ones that are breeders crowd type horses. How do you keep track of the horses, Ronnie? Like, how do you know which horses where and how do you keep track of all of it? Twice a week, every barn has to turn into me the horses they're looking at, that they're staring at at that moment and what groom takes care of them. So that I, you know, not only do I know which horses are where, I know who's taking care of each one. And that's as much as anything that if I start seeing, you know, one group of horses that's underperforming, you know, you need to look at, you know, is it the barn? Is it the groom? Is it, you know, those horses are in the wrong, you know, area. We should move them. And Mark Mark stays up on it too. He's he's pretty like into it. Like he'll notice if horses have, you know, switched barns and started to slip and maybe need to move to another barn. Wow. Weaver, do you watch all your horses race? Um, one, I would say probably 80%, whereas Ronnie's probably 99%. Um, uh, some of them I enjoy more than others, but I won't let it, uh, keep me from, not that I go out often, but I won't let it keep me from doing other stuff where Ronnie, I think he more bases his life around making sure he's, he's all on his horse race. It's just with me, I have to make decisions that right after the race of things that need to be done. Mark's decisions can be made the next day. There's really no, you know, if a horse needs to be sold, he can be sold the next day. It doesn't mean he needs to be sold five minutes after the race. Yeah, my, my main role is is acquiring new horses. And, and you're you're better about watching replays. Mark will watch replays. I will not. If I yeah. miss the race, I ain't watching it. I, mean, I don't care if it's the Breeders' Crown, whatever. I don't watch it the second time. I yeah. watch it once. That's it. I'm done with it. Mark, do you enjoy like a preference of getting the babies or claiming horses more? Um, initially, I would have private purchases has always been kind of my my favorite thing. Uh, but in the yearlings, I'm honestly not a fan of buying them. The homebreds though blow both of those things away. It's uh, you know, the success we've had this year. We were first, second, third in the Breeders' Crown mm -hmm. with the two-year-old Pace and Phillies. That was we've had a lot of a lot of great moments. That was probably probably the best. Uh, so the homebreds and supporting our stallions like Sweet Lou, all bets off, and and Summa Cum Laude and some of the other ones. And then when their horses race, it's uh, it it's really it's probably my favorite part of the game at this point. Yeah, you guys had a really good Breeders' Crown, and then Sweet Lou. I mean, it's been a year for him. Yeah, no, that's. It's a plan that came together perfectly with that. I'd still like, to me, the most fun is getting racehorses and racing them the next week. Like, me that too. is still the most fun. Like, yeah, like, for the Breeders' Crown, that was the best, but you get that once a year. You know, you get the thrill of new horse with we do because of us, how we do it once a week or twice a week. It's still the most fun to go out, you know, and see are they going to go better or are they going to go worse, you know. You know, what do you, it's like a new toy every week. I, that's the part I really do like. So do you think it's just as exciting to race like an overnight as it is the stake races? Like do you just enjoy it either way? 
maybe not as exciting, but still exciting. Winning's winning. Like I said all the time, I tell people, I like winning qualifiers. I don't care. I just, I get that rush. And like, I, to me, it's still now even more for before it was more the money. And now I'd say it's 50, 50. It's the money and the rush. You know, we can make money by owning, owning stallion shares and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but that's not fun. You know, the, you know, winning is fun. So since you like winning so much, when you got in the bike the few times that you did and won, is that even better than when you're driving them and they win? Yeah, the, you know what? I, I always thought that when I was driving, I liked the winning even more there, but I really hate the losing when I'm driving. You know, now <laughs> I just go, ah, idiot, Ronnie ran and then just walk away and I forget about it. You know, when it's you're the idiot, you got to be like, Jesus, what did I do there? So. It, it made it a lot easier for me to get over the losses, not driving them. When I drove all of our horses, I first of all, I lost at a higher rate. And second of all, I didn't enjoy the losses even more. Weaver, how long does it take? Do you text after a race if a horse race is bad? Like, how much of an annoying owner would you say you are? Nah, Ronnie would say I'm, I'm probably as easy as they get. Um, I, I'm, I'm not... Never after a horse race is bad, um, but but he, I mean, Ron, Ronnie can speak on that. Yeah, he's the voice of reason. I'm the one going off it, the edge, yeah. going off, F these things, this thing's got to go, blah, blah, And he's like, that wasn't that bad, uh, whatever. I mean, I can still remember one of his friends came to the Meadowlands when we were just starting. He said, uh, we're, well, we won't get any checks today. Don't scope them. Don't pull blood. It's just how to be. And I was like, why? He's like, this guy's bad luck. I guarantee you. And we did. We didn't get a check. I was like, this is the worst thing. He said, I told you it was going to happen. Next week, all the four of the five won. And he's like, I told you. Don't worry. Sometimes it's just other things. I can be a little superstitious at times. So yeah. that guy, he is a black cat. I won't mention any names. Um, <laughs> Leave him at uh, He probably knows who he is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, we have a good group like that as a whole. Like uh, maybe a couple guys are a little more likely to complain than others. But for the most part, um, we enjoy the highs and we don't get too down on the lows. It helps when you've got 100 or 200 horses racing a week. You just kind of wait 10 minutes and you got another one. So, uh, but yeah, as a group, we're okay. Do you have a favorite horse you've ever owned since you've had so many good ones? How do you pick who's been your favorite? Yeah, that's tough. I'm sure we're the same on that too. I mean, it's spoiled again. And I don't know if you can see the shirt there, but uh, he's obviously, he's a lot of people's favorites. and. Sweet Lou, but uh, I think I, I think Ronnie maybe has a couple. It's a little different for him because he's around him every I day. Behind him, yeah. That's for me. It'd be foiled Mission Brief and Lou. I mean those, and then like a horse nobody ever heard of, Embassy Omega, who is you know probably the reason I'm in this. It's you know it's most definitely the reason. It's why I do this. You know, it was the first one where I thought like I could do things other people maybe didn't. Well, I have to say, Mark, I loved your sneakers at the sale. You have to give those a plug. They deserve like their own like web page. <laughs> I should have brought them up here with me. I forgot. But yeah, they're sweet little sneakers that uh, a friend of ours down, Jamie, uh, down in Australia, he had them made. Um, I got him little brown jug tickets and he didn't want to, uh, I wouldn't let him pay. So he said, I'm going to pay you one way or another. So he set the... Uh, the jug, if he said those as payment, and they're pretty cool. They got a lot of a lot of love, and uh, I think they are going to start selling them to the public. So 
It's the first <laughs> time I've ever been jealous of anything Mark wore <laughs> ever. They were nice. Those things are nice. They are. I I went right to the website because you tagged it to see what other horses they had. I was like, this is so cool. I've never seen horse racing sneakers. Yeah, they're nice. That was a good thank you gift. I should take notes from him. I know. <laughs> I need I know. friends like that to get me like cool racing apparel. Donnell's got to step her game up. Yeah. I know. I don't have as nice of shoes as that. I'll tell you that. You should re-gift yeah. them to me. I'll make them fit. Cool. Clown shoes. <laughs> Ronnie, since you sit behind all these horses, can you tell, like, since you've trained down Sweet Lou, foiled again, I mean, you know a good horse. Do you think you can kind of tell as you're training them down that it's going to be a good horse? Or is it when it comes to race time, that's when you're going to know? I can tell Mark all the time. I can't tell you the good ones, but I can tell you the bad ones. And I think Mark's even seen it himself now. He comes and sees the baby's train and, like, he calls them ham sandwiches It'll be like, those are nothing but ham sandwiches. I was like, ah, they're not that bad. He's like, no, they're ham sandwiches. And we can't, you know, you start seeing ones that you think you have talent, but they're, some of them will disappoint you. It's very rare that you one that you think stinks at 240 doesn't even stink more at 210. You know, so, yeah, I've gotten way better at picking out the bad ones quicker. Now, Weaver, since you deal with a lot of the acquiring horses, what are, do you look for that you want to purchase? Um, probably the main thing is the ability to earn money right off the bat, um, a, a good place for them to race. But uh, we've got a few agents, too, that help out and call us um, when, when something comes available. Um, and a lot of it, you know, sometimes I get lazy and we're, we're, I'm not as, uh, as active, but Ronnie will say, hey, we need few horses in Ohio or we need a few horses in, um, you know, at a certain location and, and that'll kind of spur me on to, to get a little more active, but, um, just kind of, we're always looking. Um, but, uh, like this time of the year, it's hard because some tracks are closing. So we'll, we probably will be more in sell mode than buy mode. Plus right now we've just added 91 babies. So that stretches our staff, you know, even thinner. So you have so many horses racing. Obviously, we got to enter them in some claiming races. I know personally, if I had to put a horse that I put effort into, uh, get claimed, it would break my heart. Dawn Ellis shared with me that she, she's shed a few tears. Do you guys get attached to some of them um, when you put them in claimers and they get claimed? Not in the last 20 years. I mean, yeah. when I first started, you, you know, you get, you get the love the first one you have that gets claimed after that pretty much, you know. Don't put them in claimers if you don't want to claim, you know, so it doesn't bother me. And we really don't even claim anymore. But we got a couple knuckleheads at the meadows that like to poke the bear and uh, we'll just claim back from them. Um, but but for the most part, we don't claim. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we we probably I'm more to claim than Mark is because I'm like, it's part of the game. Claimers are claimers. Yeah. You put them in there, you know, it. It doesn't bother me when people claim off me, nor do I expect people to be upset when I claim off them. You know, they always say, you took that guy's last horse. Well, you got a $10,000 check he could take and claim two fives, and then he'd have two horses now. See, I did him a favor. But hold on for me that way. All right, that's a better way to look at it than yeah. I take the heart out of it. Exactly. That's what I said. Claimers are, it's a great part of the game. I love it still, and like, I, it doesn't bother me at all, but you know, it just we don't have as much time and to do it. I I, I would wish we had more time to do it. I like it. 
It's fun. Yep. I if love to claim. claim. I don't like when they're claimed from me, but I love to claim them. Yeah. <laughs> so can't have it both ways. That's <laughs> why so yeah. I tell people all the time when they cry, we claim, did you raise this for us? No, that's fine. You know, I think no. it's a good way to get people started too, like claiming horses, getting a horse that's already racing, and like that's how a good way to get your foot in the door as an owner is is doing some of the claiming. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a great way to start. You know, I think if, there might be, might be an earthquake at Ronnie's house or something. Like, <laughs> Holding this, I put it on my computer. I usually put it on my computer, but I didn't do it today. Well, we'll make it even quicker. We're going to do, since you're on the Hot to Trot podcast, we're going to do some rapid fire hot seat questions that aren't horse related. It's just for like our viewers to kind of get to know you and have some fun questions. So are you ready for it? Ready. Just answer real quick. All right. Our first question is, would you rather, so you pick one of these would you rather items. Would you rather give up the internet for one month or give up showering for one month? Right. Gave up showering, so I guess that's not a question for you. So I would say give up showering too. Yeah, I I basically have given it up already, so uh, that that's a no brainer. That's an easy. Yeah. Is that one of your superstitions that you gave it up for, or what? No, I just I don't really have to get up and go to work, and um, (laughs) I shower enough, but but that would be an easy one. I I could not give up the internet. Yeah, neither could I. No Uh shot. Yeah, that's a hard one. All right, Mark, what is your favorite toppings to put on your pizza? Pepperoni and sausage. Pretty pretty simple. And uh, yeah, I love pizza. I may have to get it tonight after answering this. <laughs> Ronnie, what's your favorite pizza toppings? Same. Yeah, that's why we could go and get pizza together. It's pretty easy. <laughs> we're, we're ordering the same pizza. Makes a great partnership. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you guys will have the same answer for the next one because you kind of talked about it. What's your favorite vacation spot, or has it changed since? Uh, you know what? It was Charleston. It's still always going to be. I do love it. I, I mean, me and him went to Turks and Caicos once. Mm-hmm. That's the nicest place I've ever been. So, I it would be either Turks or Charleston so far in my life. Yeah, we both spend a lot of the winter in Florida. Um, we've done that for the last four or five years, and, and, and that's great, but it's not really a vacation. Mm-hmm. But I agree, Turks, I believe it was Ronnie's wife's uh, 50th, 40th, but it was yeah. really 50th. And it was incredible. Yeah. And at Turks, and it, it was awesome. Like, I, I I can't wait to go back. Oh, I've heard good things. That's where Dane and Spencer are. We married. should plan a trip. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, who TCI, that's what TCI is named after. What? Turks. Turks. Okay. Okay. Oh, I didn't realize that's what he was named after. Yeah. Cool. Who named him? You? No, Bud Hatfield. Yeah, Bud Hatfield, the majority owner. It was original name, I think, was Cantable, C-A-N-T-I. Yeah, Cantable. Yeah, and he didn't really like the name. And um, Ronnie and and Mickey Sr., they're usually not fans of changing changing names. But um, Bud said, can we change this one to TCI? At the time, you know, it was last February, and and uh, we said sure, and turned out to be the richest two-year-old trotter in the history of racing. So it's kind of cool. He was really good this year. Do you are you superstitious about changing the names? Is that why you don't like to? No, it's just Ned and the horses have two names: one on their halter, one on their bag. You know, just leads to more confusion. But we have one marmalade something this year. It's definitely got to be changed too. I'm not calling it marmalade. <laughs> 
It's change. All right, another hot seat question. Would you rather give up music or TV for a month? Music, not even close. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't listen. I love music in general. It can kind of change my mood. Uh, when you say TV, if it's TV shows, I would give that up. But yeah, if it's TV watching races, yeah. Yeah, watching races, no, nah, I take, keep the music. So you don't really watch binge any TV shows, just horse racing. Yeah, news, NBA, and racing. That's NBA. about it. <laughs> I did over COVID, you know, Ozark and uh, a few of the other, Love is Blind or something, a uh, few, <laughs> few things my wife got me into. But since uh, since 90210 back in the day, that was yeah. probably the last, <laughs> last thing that I watched. Right, exactly. All right. Our final uh, question for the hot seat is, do you sleep with your socks on or off? Ronnie? I mean, you'd, have, you might, you'd have to have some kind of mental disease to sleep with socks off. I'm sorry. That's what I said. Ashley sleeps with them that, on. I think that's a secret. Right. You are going to kill somebody in your sleep. <laughs> Probably. I do love those murder mystery shows. <laughs> Mark, I guess you're going to answer you sleep with no socks. Well, uh, certainly now I wouldn't admit it, but, <laughs> but yes, I don't, I don't sleep with socks. That would be a little uh, little too much. Yeah. I get cold feet. No. Nope. Put, put a blanket on. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all we have for Hot to Trot today. So thank you for joining us in the hot seat. And that's it. Thank you, guys. Thank you Very so cool. much for coming on. Sorry. See you guys. Now it's time for our Racing for Love segment, but before we head into it, we want to thank our sponsor that made all this possible for us. So thank you to the Standard Breeders of Pennsylvania. Without them, Hot to Trot wouldn't be started and we wouldn't be able to do these fun segments like Racing for Love. I'm so thankful for the opportunity they've given us. So on this segment of Racing for Love, we have Penn National trainer Erin McCullen Connor and her husband, John Connor. So I am super excited about this couple because Erin is my girl crush so she is just such an inspirational woman in the industry and I am so excited to talk to them more about their first year and a half of marriage. Yeah it has to be fun a trainer a farrier mix them together it has to be a fun couple dynamic. I hope she gets a discount on her farrier bills because all I hear from people is I should have married a vet or a farrier because they get a lot of my business. So I'm excited for you guys to hear it and I hope you enjoy. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We're so excited to have you tonight on our segment racing for love. So thank you guys for joining us. You're welcome. I am such a fangirl of you, Aaron. I have to say, like, I already told you multiple times, like, you're my girl crush. <laughs> so, John, work out. Like, worry, because I'm here. And um, I, I just look up to you so much. You are a great role model. Um, I, it's awesome to see such strong women in, in training and racing thoroughbreds. And I think you do a fabulous job with Thanks, your horses girl. and your team at Penn National. And I, I look up to you a lot. Um as a mentor. Thanks. So you. I, with that being said, as I like bow down to you, 
we have a lot of questions for you guys because I think it's great that um, we have so many cool relationships in our industry. A lot of people meet, you know, their significant others because you're at the track all the time. So you and John are technically newlyweds and um, you've been married now a year and a half. Got married Seco de Mayo 2021. Two. 2022. Yeah. 2022. I'm not good at math. It's okay. <laughs> Me neither. Ask him. <laughs> That's good to know. He's, so he keeps the date. He's he makes sure guy. he hits. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us like how you guys met. Um, mostly because we're both at the track all the time. Um, so you know, that's how we met. Actually, years ago before we were dating, that wasn't even a thought, I don't think, for either of us. But we were actually in the same barn. Um and then it was several years after that and a couple relationship disasters for both of us <laughs> that um, we ended up dating each other. <laughs> disasters, that happens, yeah, especially the horses. It does, yeah. <laughs> so it was a blending of two families. Like, so how did that, um, how did that yeah, go? Kind of. Um, so for him, his kids are older. So obviously you guys know Tyler Connor. Okay. That's John's son, and he has a daughter as well. And she's a florist, so she doesn't do anything with horses, but she's pretty awesome. And then my son, of course, was younger, um, actually at a tough age. Jay was at a tough age when we started um, dating. And so, um, you know, Tyler and Natalie never lived with us, but of course, you know, Jay got to finish his junior high and high school years with John and then um, his his college years, which is happening right now. Um, so, so yeah, so I guess we kind of blended, but his kids were older. So it wasn't a total like of our siblings of the kids all living together under one roof, but they do all get along. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. John, since you're the numbers guy, are you the romantic one? How did you propose? Oh, boy. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be the story. Yeah. <laughs> Just funny. Go ahead, lovey. Go ahead. <laughs> I was getting something out of the bottom of my closet next to the bed, and she was laying in bed looking at me, and I said, do you want to get hitched? Actually, it's, no, <laughs> that was no, actually no, it. it wasn't real romantic, but it worked. I like it. I think that's I was fun. already down there, so I figured, what the hell? <laughs> Did you have a ring, or you just were like, we're going to get married? No ring. <laughs> I like it. No, but that's the best because then you get to go pick out what you want. And she probably, you know, had the high standards. Right. So you had to go to the she store did. with her. Yeah, what she wanted. Smart woman. That's yeah. the way yeah. to do it. Right? Well, that's awesome. I, I, I think that's a cute story. I mean, yeah. nothing too, too much. <laughs> and it was just, it felt right, it's, right? It's so very, you're already very John. That's a very John way of doing things. So um, I've learned with him. He's... Just always, um, I don't know. He's extremely thoughtful, but it's not in the way of like flowers and like big things like that. He's just extremely thoughtful every single day, which for me is um, way better actually than having three times a year having some sort of over the top, you know what I mean, thing. Although he did just tell me what my Christmas and birthday present is and it's pretty over the top, so. So I take that Ooh, what back. You're it? doing good. <laughs> yeah, what is it? 
Um, I have wanted a dining room table for um, like six months and I had it picked out, but I didn't want to spend enough money on, or, you know, I didn't want to spend that much money. And so he and his it's kids. It's coming tomorrow. It's so coming I didn't tomorrow. want to make any plans for yeah. in the afternoon. That's why it's over. <laughs> yeah. So he and his kids bought it for me. So, yeah. So he just told me that literally before we got on with you guys. Yeah. Well, well that's just in time for the holidays. And also you have your family that everyone gets to utilize yeah, it and gather exactly. and yeah. celebrate. That's a good gift. That's a very thoughtful gift. It is a very thoughtful uh, gift. It's the right one and everything. Yeah. So he does exactly what you wanted. I mean, she kind of, it was her idea a little yep. bit. But yeah. But yes, it worked out. <laughs> It's nice to have daughters to like give yeah. you that nudge. It is <laughs> the direction. <laughs> John, since you're a farrier and you're at the track line, of course, of your son too, being a jockey, and now your wife is a trainer, <laughs> like that, you're pretty involved in the industry as well. Do you get to work with all Aaron's horses and shoe them all? Uh, yeah, I mean, I go out in the morning and watch the horses train, and then I come back and shoe one or two. Uh, so it's good because I get to watch them go and kind of if they have any issues with interfering or whatever, you know, you can alter some stuff showing them. But, um, yeah, I, I basically just, you know, whatever. I watch them train, I show them, and uh, I, put my, trainer. I put my two cents in every now and again <laughs> about some things. But, yeah, no, it's... I let her do her thing and I do my thing on that end and it seems to work out. He trained horses for years too. So, um, he's taught me a lot. He's taught me a lot about, um, he actually had, you know, trained a lot longer than me, you know, when we got together. So he, he brought a lot to the table on the training side, um, and the condition book side, especially, especially the condition book. Yeah for me. So would you say you guys work well together, like can kind of bounce ideas off of each other and work that way? Um, I think we do. We do. I say, okay, a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Mark, <laughs> um, <laughs> we do work really, really good together. Um, and we never fight ever. Um, so I think, you know, we both have different strengths. I don't I was trying to come up with the right word, but we both have different strengths. Um, and combined, they work well together. And you know, when, you, you know how it is. Sometimes I think more things go wrong in racing than right. Um, and sometimes it is something maybe you could have done better, or we could have done better. But we never, you know, we never blame each other. We never point fingers. We just um, try to to do do better. You know, so I calm her down. He does calm <laughs> me down. I get pretty wound up sometimes. Um, and it's actually usually things you can't control. It is. Yeah. There's a lot of things you can't control when I get really stressed out and he really helps. Um, I love me, that. Like you balance uh, well he really better. is like, I mean, yeah, like <laughs> he definitely keeps me steady. Like I, I wouldn't want to do it without him. That's for sure. Cause he really helps me manage the stress and like my anxiety that comes with a lot of the things we do. So people he puts things horses. in perspective he does actually <laughs> yes he does um he really does 
I love that. He has a very calming vibe. <laughs> I got to meet you like twice in the morning when we showed up uh, with a news crew. Yeah. And you were just very chill and just going throughout your day. I was like, wow, he's like just very relaxed that is, and very that calm. Is him. He's a little bit nervous being on camera. Um, so that's I, him. I get it. Well, you're her rock and, and we all need one. <laughs> Strong woman has a has an even stronger guy behind her so i think that's that's great with couples that you he balances you he does yep jc do you want to talk about how of a strong woman that aaron is and a trainer how is it she's good with the horses the people she deals with very well because that was probably my greatest weakness training horses was the people because I don't, they're not always realistic about the horses and they're it's just she does a much better job with that than I would ever do but uh, she's good with the horses and she would be fine without me she's full of you know <laughs> she's full of spitfire she's, <laughs> she's kind of... so Aaron we're going to ask you some funner questions now if you could plan the perfect date and go anywhere in the world you would want, where would you go and what would that date be? Montana and ride with him. He hasn't galloped horses for quite a few years. Um, and he told me the only time he would ever ride again is if it was in Montana. So that's it. That would be my perfect date. Montana out in those beautiful mountains Oof. on horses. I like that. Yeah. I would very Yellowstone. Yeah, Very totally Yellowstone, good. exactly. Yes. <laughs> Western. Fun, is that your perfect date, too? You want to go riding? What'd you say? My is that your date? perfect date? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> take the old Harley for a three-day cruise. I'd take her with me, of course. But yeah, that would be... We never get away. So it's just when we do... Yeah, it's nice. Some afternoons or evenings, we get on a bike and we go somewhere or go nowhere. And it's... Yeah, it's a little relaxing. And so if we could get away on a bike a couple of days somewhere, that would be fun for me. What kind of Harley do you have? Uh, I have two. But the one we ride is a street glide, uh, just a wee bike. It's a little bigger as fairing. You know, it's very comfortable. Well, I think it yeah. is. <laughs> is it comfortable Aaron? it's pretty comfortable it's definitely very comfortable than the bike he had when we got together i will say that so yes i'm glad we got this one <laughs> since you guys are always racing and that takes up obviously it's a lifestyle horse racing is there something you guys like to do that you get to do when it's like time to be done at the barn or it's pretty much racing's the lifestyle we go out to eat, eat. and ride. Well, we ride the yeah. bike a little bit in the summer, you know, when it's nice out. Uh, and other than that, we really don't get away much or things to do. But we do go out to eat a bit just to, you know, even if it's lunch. We'll go somewhere mm -hmm. and have lunch and just whatever, have a couple of drinks and be together. And, you know, it's that's, yeah, we don't do a lot outside yep. of the horses. <laughs> What's is there a favorite restaurant that you guys have been frequenting lately? Go ahead. Uh 
Well, since we live closer to Harrisburg now, so we've been going to the Glass Lounge a little bit, and that's okay. Yeah. And uh, we've eaten lunch at Moose's a lot out uh, mm-hmm. out by Indian Town Gap. So, you know, nothing fancy, <laughs> just nice restaurants, good food. Good company. That's what matters. That's yeah. We'll have to check out the glass house when you come out for farm show. Oh, it's, yeah. it's oh, very, love it. it's, and it's close to there. So it's it's Perfect. just an old restaurant. It's not fancy, but the food's very good, and it's actually hard to get in sometimes. If there's only a couple of people, it's not bad, but they're very busy. If it's dinner, you need a, like a three day ahead reservation for dinner. Lunch, you'll probably be okay. But I'm just throwing that out there, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll make the <laughs> We'll let you guys know. Maybe you'll join us. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So um, with that being said, when you guys go out to eat and when it's time to come home from the track and the barn, do you guys try not to talk about horse racing and the horses or is it always kind of creeping into conversation? I mean, we have to talk about it uh, sometimes, you know, it's just, but if we're sitting around, no, we, we, it doesn't, it, it we try to get away a little bit from that, whatever, you know, it doesn't control our daily 24-7. Uh, we have a dog, you know, she takes her for walks. So, like, we talk about the dog. <laughs> Actually, we talk to the dog. But, <laughs> <laughs> what kind uh, of dog? Yeah. She's a pit bull. Yeah. She's a, some kind of oh, mutt. Yeah. She's sleeping behind. Those are the <laughs> I know mine's sleeping. I'm like, please don't bark during this interview because right. earlier he She's did. She's too not. lazy to bark. <laughs> uh, we have a pit bull too, and he's pretty lazy. Yeah, we have a nice little brown pit bull. They make great dogs. They do. They're they so do. loving, and they're quick learners. <laughs> well, I would love to get um, you guys to give any you know couples that are younger, like Donnell, who are in a relationship and looking to go you know, the distance like you guys, um, any advice that you have for them with, with dating in the industry? Yeah, I'm full of advice. Uh, (laughs) I mean, don't make things tough, you know, don't, don't make mountains out of molehills and I think everything will work out. You know, I mean, horses are horses are, you know, it's things happen, things go right, things go wrong, sometimes more wrong than right. But you can't, it's usually not somebody's fault. So you can't blame the other one or my son's a jockey. So I have a problem with people blaming jockeys for, you know, horse gets to be 32 lengths and they say, well, what was he doing? What was he doing? I I don't know. He was twisting the throttle. The horse just wasn't going. I I, I don't know. So I would just, you know, don't, don't make big deals out of things that aren't big deals. I think compliment each other too. I think, I think it's really important. Um, you know, and it's easy to take for granted if you if you work together all the time, it's really easy to take for granted the other person and how much they do or maybe how good at something they actually are. Um, so I, like compliments go, you know, a, a long way. Yeah, you always hear what you're doing wrong. It's yeah. Sometimes you don't hear what, you don't you're, hear what you're doing right. And I so I think it's really important to let, you know, especially if you're working together, your significant other, no, like, you know, they're. And she's very easy to work with. So that's, you know, it's not, it's, she's not difficult. I've been 
with people that are hard to work with. So yeah, just it, it's I don't know. We just work well together. Hopefully, it keeps going. Oh, <laughs> Last and final question. In 15 years from now, where do you guys see yourselves as a couple? What would you like to be doing? Training horses, right? Hopefully. <laughs> oh, we're still here. I'm still but, uh, <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, it'll, hopefully it's a little easier. And, yeah, no, I don't know. It's, it's hard to predict tomorrow, but hopefully yeah. it's just same old, you know, Things that went well for 15 years. That would be great. Yeah, it's funny. I want to see graduate t-shirts that say grandma and papa. Oh, you <laughs> know what? Best My son's our last hope, and I don't know. He doesn't ever date anybody either, so, like, I don't I don't know. I mean, um, John's daughter's married, but they don't want kids. And then Tyler, um, his girlfriend's older, so I don't yeah. I don't, it's not looking good for him either. So it's all hanging on my son. And, you know, he hasn't had a girlfriend since his sophomore year of high school. And now he's 21. So I don't know how that's going to go. But oh, yeah. he's young. He's yeah. fun. It's fun. <laughs> not here. Maybe a senior told us yeah, how to get a so girlfriend. We'll see. I would love it, though, um, if we did have grandkids actually um, down the road. That would be pretty awesome. Well, thank you. It was so great to have you guys on. You gave some good advice too. So I think this is a good takeaway for people listening to our segment. Good. I'm glad. Thank you for yeah, having thank me. You. Yeah. Thank you. And best of luck. Thank yes. you. You guys too. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Hot to Trout. What a good episode it was. We had Mark Weaver, Ronnie Burke, and of course our Racing for Love couple. So it was so fun talking to everyone and what a fun episode we had. Yes. Make sure you tune into our next podcast and stay tuned. Thanks for listening. And thank you to the Standard Bread Breeders of Pennsylvania for sponsoring Hot to Trot. We'll see you next time.